it, it's so rarely that they announce like a, an open competition that every time they, they announce this, it, like it's a big event. Um, and uh, yeah, so the, the, the brief was uh, quite straightforward. So they had already rented the space. Uh, they, the, the deadline was super short. So most of the teams or most of the other kind of countries have already selected their curators in the summer. And uh, and they were already working on the projects. And in Bulgaria, they were uh, just announcing the, the competition. Uh, the deadline was the 17th of uh, January, the 16th. And then on the 17th, they had to send the project to uh, to the uh, to the organization. Uh, so it was really short, and it was around Christmas. Uh, yeah, so literally, we had like. 10 days to work on it. Hello, Boris. Welcome to the podcast. Finally, we managed to do the podcast. Uh, I got to know about you through Irgen Saliani, who you know personally. I I think, guys, you're both in uh, Rotterdam, if I'm not wrong. And uh, now... uh, Finally, we managed to do it uh, with you, the podcast too. So welcome. And you can introduce yourself briefly to the audience, who you are and what you do. Yeah, hi. Uh, yeah, I'm, uh, my name is uh, uh, Boris. Uh, I'm an architect. I'm uh, 37 years old. I uh, live in uh, Rotterdam. Uh, yeah, and uh, <laughs> still, still not having a, a proper uh, architectural practice, but uh, let's see. <laughs> no, but yeah. you are having some some successes, so to say. Uh, and the main reason why we have a good reason to do the podcast is because uh, I saw you won the competition to curate the Bulgarian participation on the Venice Biennale. I, I think we don't have as a country a whole pavilion, right? We probably have just a couple of rooms or how does it work? Yeah, yeah. so basically uh, this is the first time in 15 years since uh, we have a, a pavilion at the Biennale. The last time it was... Uh, so Bulgaria is one of the countries that's not, uh, that doesn't have a permanent presence in the yeah. Giardini or... Uh, it also doesn't uh, uh, occupy a, uh, a spot in the Arsenale. So every time when they decide to participate or they're invited to do it, uh, they have to find a, a location somewhere outside these uh, two locations. And uh, this time the location they rented, it's rented for three years. So they're hoping to uh, get it for this year, the Architectural Biennale, then next year the Art Biennale. And uh, hopefully one more architectural biennale in uh, in uh, three years. Um, uh, the location now is uh, is uh, it's called the, the uh, Tiziano Hall. It's uh, it's close to the academy, the bridge of the academy. So it's uh, really central, actually. Yeah. No, that sounds interesting. Uh, you are the first person that it's on the podcast that has managed to win the competition to. To curate the the pavilion for the country, I think it's a big deal. You shouldn't underestimate it. Uh, I mean, a lot of big architects have started like this. Um, but let's let's start a little bit from the beginning, as usual, on the podcast. So you are an architect. Um, how come that you wanted to become an architect? Is somebody 
of your family an architect or was it your personal choice? And uh, did you study in Bulgaria? How did you move abroad? What were your steps? Because I think you've been also in Denmark. You've been to uh, JDS, if I'm not wrong, and, and several other big names. So go ahead, expand on your yeah. <laughs> on your background and your career, because yeah. I think it's yeah. interesting. Yeah, so I, I, I to be honest, I uh, started uh, actually my uh, my parents have nothing to do with architecture. My uh, my mother is a is a Bulgarian teacher. She she, she teaches she, she used to teach in a high school. Now she's retired, and uh, my father briefly studied like. Uh, like civil engineering for a couple of years, but he decided it's not for him. So he also moved uh, away from it. Uh, I uh, didn't really start with architecture. I started with the, there are these uh, technical schools in Bulgaria that uh, I think they also exist in other places like uh, Germany, for instance, but um, it's a bit like a, it's a bit like a technical school. So it's a, a technical high school. So after uh, you turn 13, you have to apply somewhere, and then you, and then I applied to this technical school, and it's it's a construction focused. So I, yeah, it, it also changed its profile. So at some point, I uh, I also had the opportunity to become a I don't know like a a mason or whatever. <laughs> But uh, then afterwards, uh, I found it natural to apply to a couple of universities that had architecture uh, as a as a as a as a as a bachelor degree uh, uh yeah uh, and uh, i got accepted the second year after i graduated high school i studied in sofia i briefly went on an erasm uh, uh during my fourth year uh, in university I really liked it I was in uh, in uh, Brno in the Czech Republic it was a really kind of a, a small architectural faculty it was a I spent a year there uh, I managed to travel quite a lot I uh, uh, yeah this was like super exciting for me I was uh, uh, and then it was also my first kind of encounter with like living away from my family like really like a long distance um Uh, separation uh, uh, and uh, and then I, I came back to Sofia I uh, I continued with my studies but then after the, the the fourth year I decided I wanted to try something else again so I applied for an internship at OMA I got accepted uh, I, I went there I, I, I stayed there for half a year Uh, then I went back to graduate. I still didn't have graduated by this time. And uh, yeah, uh, after my graduation, I stayed for another year in Bulgaria. I tried working there. I didn't like it at all. Uh, and then my girlfriend, uh, actually, uh, she got a, a proposal from MVRDV to move to Rotterdam. At the same time, I applied to JDS in Brussels, actually. Uh, then... And then we both uh, left. Uh, yeah. So uh, why worked, yeah. why didn't yeah. you like it in Bulgaria? Because I've never like I'm Bulgarian, but I'm not really a Bulgarian. It's a very weird situation because I moved away with my family when I was just eight years old, and I moved to Italy, and I grew up there. So I'm like have the family education as a Bulgarian. 
but all my surroundings were Italian. Uh, and I'm curious for you personally, uh, because you explain you've been to an Erasmus before, and then you've been at OMA. And what was the experience uh, working in Bulgaria that was not so pleasant? Pleasant. Well, uh, yeah, I I think um, the environment was a bit different for me. I I just like uh, I just came back from uh, Rotterdam. Uh, and uh, uh, the, the the whole approach to architecture uh, was uh, different, um, and uh, even though it was like really kind of uh, exhausting and uh, um, intense like experience, uh, I kind of missed it in a way. Uh, so this whole attitude towards like research and like uh, research based architecture, uh, I really enjoyed, uh, and then. Coming back to Sofia, I thought, like, uh, yeah, uh, I thought the office that I uh, uh, went to, um, I could like it, and it was like a big office and everything, but I, at the end, I didn't. And uh, I, yeah, we tried uh, with my girlfriend and uh, with a, with a, another, like, a, a, a group of architects to, um, uh, to, uh, to do a couple of competitions at that time, uh, we we didn't succeed, and then I thought like just uh, to try it uh, to try working uh, back again to like yeah to an uh, uh, I don't know I, I don't want to say a Western like uh, office uh, like but, abroad uh, to just go abroad, abroad. yes abroad. yeah yeah <laughs> I yeah. think. I don't know. I can imagine that um, because, I mean, of course, I have some uh, perception of what is the yeah. environment in uh, more Eastern Europe, let's say again. Let's not say yeah. only Bulgaria. It's probably more vertical hierarchy, I guess. And that's probably a problem. Yeah. And uh, I don't know. It's, uh, it was a long time ago. And uh, I think the office that I was in, it actually grew a lot. Uh, uh, I think they're also quite happy with uh, with the stuff that they're kind of achieving and so on. But it was just not uh, for me. It was like, uh, it was, uh, I, I couldn't make sense out of it in a way. So it was not something that uh, seemed logical uh, to me. And then I just decided not to force myself. Uh, and it was kind of like an easy... Uh, easy way out, I guess. Yeah. So you went to J- I, yeah. yeah. Go ahead. Go I was ahead. also curious. To be honest, I was like also like not really ready to kind of go back and like uh, I wanted to explore a bit more. I to be honest, I I was even more ambitious than uh, Belgium. <laughs> I was I, I I I was applying to like everywhere. I was applying to uh, at some point to uh, offices in uh, in Japan or uh, I don't know South America. And it was like exci- exciting and stuff. But at the end, I could only do Belgium. I mean, <laughs> only do Belgium. Come on, you did yeah. J- JDS. <laughs> uh, by the way, that's a funny yeah. thing because. Um, it's the only architect I had a little bit of a squabble with. Uh, <laughs> he he blocked my podcast account on Instagram because okay. uh, I was following him. And at some point yeah. he posted when they killed uh, George Floyd, he was posting yeah. constantly stuff like these pigs need to die in, in jail, blah, blah, yeah. blah. And I said, I mean, yeah. it's not a pretty situation. Why are you saying this stuff on, online? Yeah. 
And then he got angry and blocked me. And then uh, I did a blog for a vlog from Copenhagen, and I didn't mm. mention that the first VM houses and that the no. mountain was not only from Big but also from JDS. Mm. So, yeah. so the JDS office texted me and said, "You have to say it's also from us." Yeah. <laughs> and I said, I, "I added somehow that it's from Big mm. and JDS." Uh, but yeah, that was the um, my little connection. I also invited the guy on the podcast, but never got yeah. uh, a feedback. So I'm curious, uh, what did you <clears throat> what did you learn in this first? Uh, I mean, you went to OMA, and yeah. you went then to JDS. I think I, if I have a regret in my architectural career is that when I was younger, I never fully. Uh, focus on applying at these Archistar offices uh, so yeah. to learn the processes. I rather stayed for my uh, quite a comfortable internship here in Germany, which was quite well paid and yeah. developed a career here. But I'm curious, what did you learn in, in these big offices? And afterwards, if you've been to others, because I don't know what happened yeah. after JDS. Yeah, that, so um, OMA for me was uh, I didn't know what I was getting into. I, I, I honestly had no idea. Like uh, nobody from my university ever went. It was. I mean, it's not like a, something that uh, it's required from you. Uh, the, 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 it's like just the program. It's not. Uh, it's not made in this way. And it was like fully my kind of uh, initiative. I even had to get like a some sort sort of a paper signed by the dean that it's like needed and it was not, and it was like a big issue to like this whole process of applying. I only applied there. I don't know why, uh, to be honest. Uh, I, I mean, of course I, I knew what they were doing, but I, I had no idea about the process and like, it was like so much like more than what I signed up for in a way. Um, and, uh, uh, so I applied somewhere in the winter. I, I had this kind of a student job in an office. And um, yeah, we had a conflict with a guy. And, uh, and so I decided, okay, let's uh, let's see. Uh, <laughs> so I applied only there and I got a response. And then I had to wait for six months to uh, get the internship. Um, now what I remember was, uh, uh, yeah, I... I, I tell this story quite a lot to friends and stuff but like the first day i went i uh they they i, I went at nine o'clock i was like all dressed up like uh it's really kind of i think it's like a uh, yeah uh like you, the first day you go to school or whatever like when you were seven uh and uh i went there like uh, dressed up and i was like uh yeah nice to meet you blah blah and then uh then i came back home at uh three o'clock in the morning i never i have never experienced like such a thing and uh, this continued for like two months i didn't have like a a weekend or uh, whatever and was like constantly like uh going and going and going um i also got moved quite a lot so i was jumping from project to project and then these six months really like uh, i was exhausted afterwards uh i learned a lot it's a it's a really intense environment as well uh and then yeah uh yeah and then i really had to go back and uh and uh, finish my studies uh, in a way so I, I also like i came back uh after the semester had started so this kind of madness kind of continued a bit 
But uh, uh, when when you went to OMA, uh, despite all the difficulties into getting there, which are kind of yeah. bureaucratic, uh, yeah. did you feel you were at the level of what was required at OMA? I guess as an intern, you were doing like more competition stuff. Yeah, and yeah. what were the most biggest takeaways that you get there? What what did you learn? Maybe some way of approaching a project or maybe mm. software wise or I don't know, architectural representation. Maybe what was the biggest takeaway for, for you personally from from that experience? Yeah, I uh, like as I said, I've never experienced something like this. I was not prepared at all. I think I uh, I also like uh, it's also it's also a bit of a violent environment, I think. It's like, a, it's a really aggressive and it's like super demanding as well. Uh, you learn a lot. Like, uh, I I couldn't use Rhino when I was uh, there. Uh, I, I had like opened it a bit before, but for instance, like not something that I was, I would use actually daily. And there I kind of started from zero and then I kind of progressed and now I'm really confident with it. And uh uh, and it was like with so many things, like uh, we we didn't have the, the 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 practice to do like models at university, and then this is like a really kind of uh, like it's it's really kind of they have like uh, a really strong like really strong they rely strongly on model making. I really enjoyed it. Uh, I also enjoyed the the attitude toward the project that it's not finished, and there is always like uh, this. Uh, uh, space for doubt and the, the, you, you always test stuff and it's like it's uh, you try and you try and you try and you try and until the very last moment that's like you you always leave like this uh, like uh, doubt uh, it's always there like is this the best thing is it like, and then you you only try options until the the very last moment uh, and you study and then it's like um, yeah uh, and I really like it and then it's just like the last moment that you kind of especially for competitions you assemble like a, a team of, I don't know, like 20 people. And then everybody has like a, a tasks and like focused and you overwork yourself or at least used to be like this, but then you manage to produce. I think it's uh, in, in many cases, like something really, really nice actually, to be honest. Yeah. I mean, mm. uh, I don't think it, it changes because the pace <laughs> at this time, uh, the, yeah. the pace at where these yeah. offices work, uh, it's that. And I don't think if, I don't know, I struggle to imagine a different way to do something like that. Because, I mean, some of the architecture, I, I mean, I do kind of regular architecture yeah. and still it's quite challenging. And if you have to do crazy stuff like OMA or other big offices, yeah, uh, must, be, must be even crazier. Maybe not in the competition phase, but afterwards. And uh, yeah. I mean, in the competition phase, because you have tight deadlines, that's clear yeah um but i think i was already at the stage where it was uh it's a bit it was a bit more kind of uh, toned down and it was like uh uh i don't know i think before my time i was uh it was way more kind of violent and aggressive and, uh, and, but did you and work kind of... with uh, rem or with other people <laughs> i mean i don't yeah. know because i uh, i yeah. asked the same question to irgen and he told me he just shows yeah. up a little bit in the office Checks yeah, a cup of competition uh... <laughs> and then <laughs> does his thing. Yeah. So what? What was like? You say it. It was quite aggressive. Which uh, this is another reason which I really think it's so toxic to you know you bust your ass to be yeah. good at school to ma to make a great yeah. portfolio. So they take you in this office 
and they like be toxic <laughs> with you like i don't get the logic this is like i don't know it's like being super uh masochist or something mm. i mean nothing against you nothing no. against against no. whoever i was no. uh, one of those people <laughs> that wanted to to go to ma to big to i mean big from what i know at least it's not violent no for me it was uh i like I had never done this at school. Like I've never like done like an all nighter at school. I never kind of really like for me, university was like quite easy going. I think like, uh, I was doing better at some places than others. I like in Bulgaria, it's a really kind of weird kind of, uh, agenda in university that you study like all these different categories of buildings and stuff. Um, and then every category has like its own project and some of them I really kind of didn't really put effort in. And then some ones like it's really, it really depended on the tutor, of course, that's a kind of a, it's a weird system compared to what now, what I see now in, uh, in Europe, but, um, yeah. And, and, and that's why OMA was such a big shock for me because like, from from the start it was like super demanding like uh, you should stay and you should finish and this blah 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 and then it's not like uh, or it, it was not kind of worded out it was like just kind of implied that you should uh, stay and I think people I think less and less do this uh, I I honestly I don't see this uh, too much in like interns and uh, yeah I don't know it's a uh, it, it's like the, the whole staying for the, for the sake of staying uh, late, uh, I find it like really stupid. But if you really kind of want to push yourself and like uh, improve and, uh, and you're motivated and you find it interesting and it's like, and you learn a lot, I think it's, uh, it's actually quite nice. Yeah. Yeah, um, and I think but, the more the more you're young, like the younger you are, and if you're an intern or a student, yeah, yeah. you're more motivated because all your life it's like this. But then you yeah. get uh, I don't know girlfriend, you get yeah. kids, <laughs> you get a wife yeah. or whatever, yeah. and then at some yeah. point you're no, like, oh, fuck this shit, I don't want to stay no. until ten for it's another building. Shit, and in the end of the day, you're not even paid that much. So, yeah. Um, yeah. and um, and what was your experience then going to JDS, which is this kind of branch mm. of the first collaboration between Björk Ingels and Julien de Schmidt? I think it's yeah. pronounced. Yeah, um, yeah. So, what was yeah, your experience there? Yeah, Julien is. Uh, um, I. Um... I I got contacted. Um, I don't know. It was like uh, one year after I came back to Bulgaria, like more or less. And I was really looking to uh, move away. And um, and I had already like a friend who went there. I didn't. I get. I didn't get the contact through her. She already left. It was like a, actually they found me through her because I put the wrong phone number in the portfolio. So they also kind of, uh, yeah. And um, yeah, and then it was like, again, it was like a lot of competitions. Uh, we, we moved uh, to Denmark with a, with a colleague of mine who's actually one of my friends now. Uh, we moved to Denmark for a month uh, to work on a competition in Denmark. To, we also met the, the Danish office. Uh, and uh, the people there were like great. Like uh, I was, uh, 
yeah, I, I still keep in contact with uh, some of them. This is like, uh, this is like almost 10 years ago now. Um, yeah, a bit less, but, uh, but still, yeah, it was, uh, it was a much smaller office and, um, compared to OMA, like OMA was like 180 people when I was there. Uh, and, uh, but he still managed to push and to, um, like do ambitious uh, projects in a way. Uh, I, I think he can be also quite demanding as well, but uh, he's also like, uh, yeah, if you, if you just talk to him like in a normal conversation and uh, he's super, uh, um, it, it's a really nice conversation you can have with uh, Julien. Um, yeah. So he is like, Belgian, yeah. but he moved to Denmark and he has an yeah. office there. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Uh, no, he he had uh, he had two offices. I'm not sure what happened. I think n- now he actually won this uh, uh, European uh, Parliament uh, uh, competition. It's like it, it's like a, it's a huge, massive like uh, European offices from everywhere, and it's uh, I think it's quite nice for him to be honest. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I saw that uh, he yeah. collaborated though with some other office. I'm not sure which yeah, one. Yeah, 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 yeah. And how long did you stay there and? What was the motivation to move on? Yeah, I uh, I stayed for a year and a half. Like we did like all kinds of stuff. Like we did competitions. We did uh, like uh, this uh, uh, Leo project that he was uh, doing was just uh, finishing. Uh, I was working on a house, and uh, it was it was quite interesting. I mean, uh, yeah, uh, he's a s- smart guy. I think. Uh, and then after a year and a half, actually the um, my girlfriend, as I mentioned, she was uh, at uh, NRDV at that moment. And she just messaged me that uh, they're growing and they're looking for people, and then uh, they should uh, that I should apply. And so I did. They called me like it was just around Christmas, and then uh, in February, or, or I moved to uh, I moved to uh, Rotterdam, yeah, and to start working with them at MVRDV. Then. Yes, yeah, yeah. And then uh, you stayed there also for a couple of years? Yeah, I stayed there for quite uh, a lot, actually, for me. Yes. <laughs> so, uh, How I, long? Uh, yeah, like uh, four and a half years. Oh, that's... Like, uh... there, there, yeah, there's... <laughs> yeah, there, it's... Uh, so this was like, uh, I think it's like the biggest uh, stretch uh, that I, I've had. Uh, uh, so... I also enjoyed it uh, quite a lot. Uh, the the, um, uh, the office was quite fun, and uh, yeah, uh, it was like when I started, we were around like seventy people, and then when I left, it was like around two hundred and fifty. Okay, uh, so it grew like, a lot. Yeah, yeah, the, and it was really strange. Like the whole thing, the first time I I came to Rotterdam, uh, it was like in two thousand and eleven. And they were just beginning to excavate. Uh, they were just beginning to uh, take out the yeah excavate for the market hall. And then when I came back, like in 2015, 16, they were just opening it, and it was like a like the city was completely transformed. Like it, uh, yeah. Rotterdam was not the yeah. That was the project not... that made me discover that office because maybe yeah, I'm, a, yeah. I'm a little younger than you are. Not not, yeah, not yeah, too no, much. For me, it was, uh, for me, it was the, uh, the, the, the starting logo of uh, AutoCAD in 2000 and 
Eight, I think. <laughs> yeah, I think so. <laughs> this was the, for me. This was the office. Uh, yeah, because I was two thousand. Was it? Uh, I'm not sure. It was one of the outcuts, and I'm not entirely sure if it was if I was uh, still in high school or, or already in university. But I was really impressed by this building and uh, like the Wazoko apartments, and I think it's one of the one of the best projects that they did. To be honest. No, uh, there, there are many, there are many good projects. But I'm, yeah. I know some people working at the office, and I think there the atmosphere is also quite nicer than uh, the aggression you mentioned before. Uh, yeah, yeah, it really depends on you. Like people really work hard as well. Yeah, I mean that. Uh, that's. Uh, yeah. that I don't think if you work for one of those offices, I don't think you're getting away from yeah from yeah. the extreme <laughs> pressure. <laughs> Yeah, 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 yeah. No, it was uh, it was really nice. Uh, and uh, and then I started uh, again with uh, competitions. I, I, I so yeah, we're doing competitions yeah. beside your work. Yeah, yeah, yeah. This was like this was crazy. Like uh, because we were both uh, uh, we were like m- me and my uh, girlfriend at the time we were both working at the office and we were both like kind of really busy with competitions and uh, it was really kind of intense. And then at the same time, I yeah, we 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 decided to try like Europa and we decided to do like other competitions. And we also decided that there were like also this wave of like uh, public competitions in Bulgaria. And then almost every year you, you get at least one or two, which is quite a lot for Bulgaria. And then we thought, okay, like, yeah, why not try it? It's, uh, uh, it's interesting. It's like a context that you're familiar with. Like you grew up in this context and it's like, it's, yeah, it wouldn't hurt anybody. Let's uh, see what comes out of it. And yeah, this is, uh, it's a bit like a hobby. Like, uh, <laughs> yeah, well, yeah, it's, a, yeah. it's a funny <laughs> hobby to work like, I don't know, like crazy yeah. at work. And then but after was, work, you're like, was, okay, let's open the laptop and keep going. <laughs> yeah. It was also, I mean, I mean, maybe, uh, maybe the, yeah, it was, it was not uh, really, but, AVRDV actually started like this. So they started with Europan. So in a way, like, uh, it was not, uh, they were kind of accepting about this because, I mean, I know for sure that they knew that uh, people were doing Europan at the office. And it was like, it was crazy. Like, uh, there were at least like uh, five, six teams uh, of like six to eight people doing Europan in the office. Like, uh, people would win Europan actually uh during their stay in the office it was like it was like just like everybody was doing competitions outside of work so but yeah, i mean you nice. gotta get this kind of people in your office like you cannot yeah, avoid yeah. it if you yeah. you're not no. getting the like mvrdv is not gonna get the people that don't want to do competitions or that uh, yeah, no. they know that perfectly that people are there to learn and maybe to start uh, their own practice so yeah i think they have to be okay with it and um mm-hmm. You stayed there four and a half, and and then yeah. what happened afterwards? Did you move to another star offices, or you finally yeah. decided, okay, let's do something more chill? <laughs> no, then uh, then I had like uh, I I uh, yeah no no I think I yeah I worked for like uh, like nine months in barcode. Uh, oh yeah, uh, they're famous yeah. too. Yeah, then uh, then the pandemic kind of uh, uh, started and then uh, yeah, I just didn't get my contract continued. Uh, then I worked briefly for uh, VMX and then the last uh, really kind of uh, thing that I was kind of a part of was uh, uh, was uh, Studio for New Realities, which is basically, so one of the partners from MVRDV, uh, 
Jeroen Zoutgeis left the office and he opened his own uh, practice. And then, yeah, I just, uh, I, I talked to the guy and it was, a, it was a, also a nice experience for me. Actually, one of the best, to be honest. And, uh, okay, let's go to the pavilion competition. So how did you find out about the pavilion competition? And what was the brief? And what was your approach to this thing? Um, yeah, so as I mentioned, it was a, um, yeah, it was a, uh, it was a bit, uh, it was a bit weird. So we were going back um, on holidays to Bulgaria, like uh, around the, around December, and then I found out that uh, they just announced this competition for a pavilion. And uh, and I was like, okay, maybe why not? It's just a pavilion. Uh, I haven't done competitions in quite some time before. Uh, like for myself, to be honest. Uh, and uh, and it's actually the, exactly it's, it's the first time in fifteen years that they they take part. Like the previous time, it was uh, curated by uh, one of my tutors in university. Uh, and uh, yeah, I, I just didn't want to miss the opportunity. Like it's it's uh, it's uh, if there's something interesting in in Bulgaria, we always try to participate. So we 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 uh, it, it's so rarely that they announce like a, an open competition that every time they, they announce this, it, like it's a big event. Um, and uh, yeah, so the the, the brief was uh, quite straightforward. So they had already rented the space. Uh, they, the, the deadline was super short. So most of the teams or most of the other kind of countries have already selected their curators in the summer and, uh, and they were already working on the projects and in Bulgaria, they were, uh, just announcing the, the competition. Uh, the deadline was the 17th of uh, January, the 16th. And then on the 17th, they had to send the project to, uh, to the, uh, to the organization, uh, so it was really short, and it was around Christmas. Uh, yeah, so literally we had like ten days to work on it. Yeah. Really, and in the, well, what what mm-hmm. was the brief? What did they want it from you to have an exposition space yeah. with some concepts, some experience to yeah. generate? Yeah, they 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 didn't specify, so they they just uh, uh, used the the general topic uh, given by uh, Leslie Loco, the curator of the Biennale this year, uh, and then the brief was to just uh, uh, like make a like exhibit, I guess it's like exhibition design or like uh, come up with a with a concept for the for the Bulgarian pavilion, and. Uh, and it was quite uh, liberating, so you could choose your topic, and then you can uh, uh, present the scenography and uh, and so on. And, uh, yeah, yeah. and and who was the team? You and who else did you do the things? Uh, yeah, so we like we we have this kind of collective. Uh, it's called uh, POV Point of View, and uh, this uh, started actually in two thousand and seventeen, I think. Before that, we it was only me and my uh, girlfriend, um, and then we did exactly as I said, the European. We did it together, the two of us. Then another uh, uh, friend of ours, uh, she joined, and we did like a, a competition in Italy for uh, I think like a brewery, and then 
I think it was like all in a couple of like months that this happened. And then in, in the winter, there was like they announced this uh, competition for the like an old uh, power plant heat heat. Uh, it's a, it's a power plant uh, in the center of Sofia. They had this uh, cultural program that they wanted to uh, yeah they wanted to transform the building. Uh, yeah, and uh, this is when actually um, Mike uh, joined. Uh, he's a he's a friend of mine from JDS. He was working at OMA at that moment. Uh, and also, um, yeah, and also a couple of other friends. Um, and then it, it was really when, like, we really kind of uh, got together and uh, we were working from Rotterdam and then from Switzerland and then it was Bulgaria as well. And it was like this really kind of mess of of people and locations. Uh, it was, uh, we kind of, we decided to really kind of, do whatever we wanted to do and not really kind of see what will get us to win in a way. Uh, and we really actually liked the project. Um, it was a renovation, but it was quite restricted. Uh, they, they had this, uh, uh, they had this old building and then you couldn't really build a lot uh, around it. And on top of it, I think you could actually expand it with like a two, 300 square meters. Uh, so at the end, and they also wanted to have like this iconic uh, thing. And then in the brief, there was this, uh, uh, thing about, uh, creating a visual mark or, uh, or a tower or whatever. And then instead of a tower, we decided to make this inflatable uh, bubble on the roof. So whenever there are events or exhibitions, this bubble would inflate and then it will show above the, the, the hills that it was surrounded with. And then in case they also, they could dismantle it and then transport it to another place and use it as an ambassador to the institution that was going to be housed in. We came second in this uh, competition. Uh, it was like a hundred and, I don't know, 120 submissions. Uh, and, uh, but we were still quite disappointed that we came second and we decided that we would continue doing this. So whenever there was a, a like an interesting competition, we would kind of keep doing it. So this uh, POV thing kind of, uh, appeared let's say um and then it was more or less the same collective like it was like me my uh girlfriend uh uh wife <laughs> uh, uh the, this friend uh Bujidara from uh, bulgaria uh mike uh fritch also uh he was not uh, super involved but he, we, we still would kind of uh, discuss it and uh, talk about it uh, and uh, and then a, a friend of mine from university, like a, a graphic designer, actually started school, with, uh, started university with, and uh, we like throughout the whole thing, we were just uh, absolutely sure that we were not going to be selected. Like uh, we thought that the topic that we picked was uh, too much uh, for the jury, and it's not going to be uh, well accepted. And then, but we still kind of thought that it's like it's a logical thing to do. And then it made sense for us. So we just went for it. Uh, and yeah, and then we kind of did it in, I think in total, it was like uh, 10 days. maybe. But like a uh, crazy time, like day and night. And also what was the solution that for you was 
the most logical thing that uh, made made you win the competition. Is it, by the way, the competition public somewhere? Is it possible to see the? Uh... Yeah, I think uh, yeah, they were uh, they published all the results uh, at the end. Uh, you can I think you can search it in. I think it's like published by the Chamber of Architects in Bulgaria. And uh, now recently, they also like Art Daily also published our thing. There was like a press conference and so on. Um, but uh, yeah, it was not uh, it was not really day and night now because uh, we also have children now, so it's uh, it's a big difference. So so it was mostly nights. Uh, <laughs> uh, but yeah, uh, it yeah it was a bit intense. Like uh, I must say that it was. Uh, I was also like a bit sick at the end, so I was not uh, I was not feeling uh, really well. And yeah, and uh, what we decided because it was a so the the whole idea about the the pavilion was that uh, we we really tried to work with the brief and what was given to us. Uh, uh, so the, the the brief like it was a really low budget uh, thing. Uh, so. Uh, um, we literally thought that uh, that uh, we are really limited in our kind of ways of expressing or presenting material at the pavilion. Uh, also, the, the the actually the main topic of the of the Biennale is uh, is the laboratory of the future and uh, and especially linking it to Africa and uh, and there was also this other layer of like having a gap of 15 years between two biennales and then also there's always the question of like what do you show when you are were absent for 15 years like in a in a certain forum uh, and then for us like we really wanted to make like a almost like a I don't know like not, not like a uh, yeah uh, not like a retrospective but uh, like to really evaluate uh, this. Uh, so what has actually happened in Bulgaria for the last uh, 15 years? And then we came across this uh, uh, thing that there were like actually two population uh, accounts in the country. And then the, the, the population has dropped by 10%. And then for us, that was like, it was, this is like really big. Like it's, it's more than 700,000 people actually were like for 15 years, they were just uh, gone. And uh, and then we actually, I was also following this uh, Belgian photographer, uh, Alexandre Dumare, and uh, and he was uh, traveling the country also during this period, uh, and he was uh, photographing abandoned schools, and we thought there's like a really nice uh, a metaphor to uh, uh, it's it's actually architecture is a diagram. It's it's uh, it's really like. Uh, it's 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 uh, it's showing it's showing it in a really kind of a straightforward uh, way. Um, of course, we also uh, so this is what we presented. Uh, we had like this uh, scenography and uh, uh, and we thought, okay, this is done. Let's uh, maybe we get another second place or whatever. Uh, and then they actually called us and uh, they told us we won with this. Yeah. So I am uh, seeing a bit the project. Let me yeah. try to show it to to everyone. Yeah. Um, mm. It's a very interesting concept. Um, so you you got inspired, as you said, by like I always say to people, and they don't uh, trust me, is that um, we Bulgarians are like pandas. 
yeah. <laughs> we're disappearing really quickly. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so here we see the um, the like your project. Uh, so you basically took uh, some uh, images of uh, buildings that uh, represent uh, this uh, topic, so to say. Yeah, yeah, yeah. For, at the end, it was like a really kind of a multi-layered uh, thing. So you can actually, the, the I think this is also why we actually won because everybody has had his own interpretation on what we presented. Uh, so you you got inspired yeah. by these uh, images, so to say, of this yeah, abandoned yeah, building. Yeah. Uh, these are these are abandoned schools because I, I mean yeah, that's yeah. a great idea because the schools is what it's emptied because there are no kids. Uh, <laughs> how did you come up with the like? Did you know about these abandoned buildings or did you research it? How did you talk me a little bit through your yeah. creative process with your collective because it's really interesting yeah. i mean it's a good idea yeah we knew uh, we knew the work of the photographer so he's uh, he's really kind of um uh he's he, yeah his work is always like almost uh, he has like several like threads that he's following and then these abandoned schools is one of them uh and uh and then we managed to get in contact with him so he got like super excited about this uh um we kind of uh, came up with the idea to not only present the schools, but also to basically use his uh, images and present also objects from the from the places and uh, have like a narrative uh, around this topic and uh, to also use it because this is not really yeah we received a lot of critics uh, saying that this is like really like looking to the past. It's not uh, it's not. Uh, uh, yeah, linked to the topic uh, and so on and so on. However, I think it's it's basically it's like it's first was the present, so it's like it's it's the current state of, of of things, and then we actually want to use the pavilion as a as a platform for discussion. And his his work should be like a starting point for something like which would lead to kind of taking actions or uh, yeah, uh, you should be aware of the of the thing. And then it's this is actually the map of the schools that he photographed. So he photographed more than 200 schools uh, all around the country, but uh, it's basically a lot more. So it's just, uh, as he said, it's only the tip of the iceberg. Oh, and, yeah. Uh, yeah. And then it's, uh, and then Bulgaria is actually the, the f according to statistics, I'm not sure how accurate this is, uh, but uh, it's the fastest uh, shrinking uh, country, like globally. So it's a, uh, uh, yeah, so it's uh, it's really it's it's something to think about at least. No, for sure, indeed. Uh, I I say always that, and uh, I mean I'm part of this shrinking population. I'm part of those kids yeah. that <laughs> didn't didn't, didn't go to the school, <laughs> and uh, it's a little bit sad. But the government is not doing enough uh, for for changing this um, path that we're going towards. And um, but a part of like this scenography that you have created, there will be exposition of Bulgarian projects too, or how does it work? And no, so we are going to have like a, a series of interviews with uh, people that are actually involved in the topic. Uh, um, it's, it's basically like a, it, it's it should be like a platform for discussion, uh, basically. So 
it's like people with different background which one way or the other uh, they're going to be uh, speculating on what uh, what can be done how it can be kind of uh, uh, it's not I don't think it's actually about improving it's about like uh, living with this or uh, living in a, in a in a country with declining population how do you make use of these uh, facilities do do, should they be left uh, to kind of uh, fade out or should they be kind of evaluated and uh, yeah in a way it's 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 uh, it's really thinking about the future of these uh, spaces yeah. and uh, when you work in this collective one thing that is very interesting to me is that um, it's very difficult in my personal opinion to work in a collective where there is no like let's say a boss <laughs> because yeah. People like you have to rely a lot on the other people that everyone does their own part. Um, how do you like, is it like a group of people that are highly motivating into doing competitions uh, and that want to work hard and everybody it's very reliable on each other uh, or sometimes there are little squabbles in the process and also how do you coordinate? How do you work together as like it's i mean when you work in an office you have all these softwares and all you have this like workflows and you have all the same files and you have like all on the same server or whatever and how do you coordinate this part the operational part does everyone does their own thing and somebody at the end makes it fit together uh, walk me through this process yeah for instance we we had it actually like now it's uh, because we haven't done this qu uh, in quite some time uh, but uh, we found a formula more or less that kind of work for works for us so we always like kind of discuss and study and then everybody gives comments and um, it's not that all people like all of us are always working at the same time, like in a real office, but it's like sometimes like you have more time, so you spend more time. Then, but you always discuss with your uh, with your team, uh, and uh, you always get feedback from them. And I think it's really valuable as well. And then everybody uh, has their own kind of uh, strength, I think, in this. Uh, but you always discuss everything with everybody, and then because it's a small team, as of course, uh, and uh, and how we're like technically organizing it we are actually using uh, google it's uh, as simple as that so uh, before it was a bit more complicated because like the what google do you mean drive... by using google like you put everything on drive or what yeah <laughs> yeah and it works like it's it's uh, like uh, we don't have like a crazy amount of projects so we don't need like a huge server space we mostly are not working like it like 10 projects at the same time so we're not generating huge amounts of like stuff and uh for competitions this is really the best because uh it really works yeah but you it's, have to uh, you have to work always with the same like you cannot be like uh, okay this guy likes to work with sketchup this other guy likes to work with no, rhino no, yeah it's, that's true yeah that's true but most of us we come from yeah, me and my uh wife we we worked at mvd so we're really kind of doing the same thing uh mike uh worked at oma so he's also doing the same thing and um yeah yeah it's mostly rhino and uh adobe and uh, this kind of stuff 
Yeah, so yeah. the hardcore stuff that takes a lot yeah. of time to do. Uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I don't, yeah, I don't know. We, what? I don't know. We, we are kind of used to it. It's not, I don't know. Yeah. I, I didn't, um, I think the idea is great. And is it the competition a game changer for your co collective? Is it like, okay, now we're like, because I mean, you've been spotlighted in Arc Daily on terrific podcasts like this one, uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, getting on the Creative Insider, come on, like uh, that's a big deal, way bigger than Arc Daily. Uh, <laughs> almost almost bigger than winning the competition itself yeah. uh, and uh is it like uh now i mean i am wondering why you didn't uh you weren't invited in some of those uh morning shows in bulgaria or things like that because come on like this is the biggest yeah. uh architectural <laughs> venue more or less yeah. in the world and you're representing our country so um, yeah we yeah i think uh so first of all, uh, yeah, I think we got invited to one of the shows, like uh, Bujidar actually went, uh, but in Bulgaria, it's just not that big of a deal. I think uh, architecture is really not the focus of, uh, uh, it's not the main thing in the news, or it's not even like, uh, it's really difficult uh, to actually get uh, like crazy famous with uh, winning a Bulgarian pavilion. Um, most of the things that we're getting is actually bad press and uh, scandals, <laughs> which is mm -hmm. quite funny. <laughs> okay, uh, we have enough of yeah. that. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> so this is this is really funny, and uh, and uh, and people are getting frustrated. And as I said, like it's not like a easy topic. It's not. Uh, I don't know. It's not, at least in Bulgaria, it's not really well digested. This whole uh, thing. Uh, but uh, now we're also not really focusing on this. We're really trying to because it's it's also a really short time that we have that we have to prepare this, and um, and uh, actually it's uh, it's really intense, <laughs> and we don't have time to focus on anything else. We hope that we manage to finish everything in the coming month. Uh, and then we will think about it. But what is but, what uh, do you need to get done? Like, I mean, it's not yeah, building so, a building, but you yeah, have to get so all the stuff delivered, all the stuff produced, coordinate. Do you yeah. are you are you are you in charge of coordinating all the? I mean, I guess you have to print those uh, textile. Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah, this curtains. is actually the yeah, this is actually the stuff that we uh, we already kind of have. Uh, but uh, there's like also uh, like we're also busy with uh, like getting content uh, from other uh, people. We're trying to involve as much people as possible. And then it's also really, this is really difficult because we are a bit outside of the context as well. Uh, so it takes us longer to get to the right people to uh, write uh, text for us and to, produce images and to like we're also busy with the interviews and and so on and so on so it's uh but you mean really... like uh other people are there architects or other people from yeah Bulgaria? we're trying to like we are in the process of like getting collaborators like preparing texts for the for the catalog uh, preparing uh, text for the exhibition uh assembling a narrative around the exhibition uh, yeah just producing a lot of uh, stuff and, and uh, uh, this takes a lot. And we're also, yeah, we're also busy with uh, doing 
finances and budget and uh, working with it and uh, being restricted by it and looking for sponsors and so on and so on. So it's uh, and is this uh, economically rewarding? Is it worth it? Like, uh, <laughs> or it's again <laughs> no. a passion project? Uh... <laughs> no, no, no. It's. Uh, uh, I think most of us we're doing it because we really like it as well. But uh, economically, it's not. <laughs> I'm not going to share share details, but it's definitely uh, it's definitely not the money that we went for. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I didn't I didn't say you went for the money, but at no. least that uh, I mean, pays, no, 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 pays no, no, the no, bills no. <laughs> or something like that. So it's. Nah, I'm not sure. I mean, this yeah. is very this is very frustrating to me because uh, maybe maybe I don't know. Probably if you were in another country for another country, it would have worked differently. But um, yeah. this is uh, something that is frustrating for architecture that uh, no matter, I mean, come on, you have like a CV that it's crazy. You have literally worked at, I mean, probably for you sounds something super normal because it's your life. You went to OMA, then you went to JDS and you wanted MVRDV, then at Barcode, then at uh, that other offices. And it's crazy stuff. And then you have this crazy knowledge and then you win the pavilion and you have to basically do it on your own time, on your own money. And that's really, really something frustrating that... Um, yeah, but it's... Uh, yeah, yeah. But and, um, I, I do agree with it. I, I think it should be like this. Uh, but I also think that all the other people or there are a lot of other offices that deal with the same uh, issues. But they're maybe a bit smarter than us with uh, dealing with it or smarter in finding ways of funding it and not fun but for us this is really like uh i think there were other teams that were more experienced in like uh in curating uh exhibitions and they already had like uh um ways of like approach approaching this and uh but uh, yeah in in my opinion you guys should work a little more on like your online presence. Uh, if you need help with that, I can join the collective with the online presence because it's uh, very like you have a website that's just basically your contact data and that's yeah. it. Uh, and so like uh, if you're like this mysterious guy without a real profile picture on social media, no, uh, like, uh, so we have to we have to put you on track with that and uh, put out all the projects you guys made and at least share them i don't know on linkedin on instagram uh and 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 show a little bit because i think it's a great value and this is why i'm doing this podcast with a lot, because a lot of the architects and professionals in the, the the design um industries in general are so focused on the design 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 that nobody teaches yeah. you to to sell the design yeah <laughs> like uh yeah. it's sometimes the great design it's not enough by itself uh, although it's yeah, yeah. it's fundamental, and um, uh, so we will stay in touch on this topic. Uh, I want to <laughs> I want to uh, make um, um, more Bulgarian rich so that they can have more kids, <laughs> 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 so that we can fill up yeah. that schools back with with people. Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. that's uh, that's a strategy. <laughs> that's that's my strategy. Well, that's the only thing you can do actually. Yeah, yeah. I think to fix the yeah. problem. Um, no, it's, but I mean, it's, it's at least uh, great that you guys won. And I mean, through this, uh, through this competition, at least did you get a bigger network of architects now in Bulgaria that know about you because they kind of have yeah, to communicate yeah. with you? Yeah, yeah, definitely. Yeah. Um, yeah, we, we, we kind of, but I think then 
network of architects is not really the the biggest problem because also Rotterdam is like really well connected with like all kinds of architects. It's it's the it's the other part that is problematic in the in the case. It's like uh, finding clients and uh, talking to developers and all this kind of stuff, which is I think it's it's actually this is the part uh, missing in our uh, uh, in our work. But uh, yeah. It's a, it's it's business development, which basically we never like. Uh, we always grew up with the idea of like uh, winning a competition, then becoming famous, and then but then you kind of miss the in between part. So it's <laughs> now no, it doesn't work that way. It doesn't it work that way. So, <laughs> I, I was yeah. thinking about it. It's like um, today I was at the gym, and I, yeah. sometimes at the gym you have these weird thoughts, and then yeah. I was thinking. <laughs> Like there are guys here in the gym that look way better than me, but they lift way less than me and they just suck and they don't just put the work. So it's not about the work. It's about how it looks mm-hmm. like. <laughs> so it's like, uh, stop thinking about, we have to do the greatest work and no. we're going to be famous. No, it's no. about showing, uh, showing it at the best way possible. Um, yeah. So, but I mean, Really, I think that uh, many architects, uh, I've talked to so many people and so many people like things feel this uh, also a little bit of uh, they're shy somehow to show yeah. and they say, oh, uh, this is stupid. This doesn't make any sense. <laughs> But if you do it in the right way, uh, it, it makes it makes total sense. Um, yeah. And. I didn't know you before we did the podcast. Like I knew about you, as I said, Irgen told me, talk to yeah. this guy. He's Bulgarian. He's <laughs> super talented. He's super passionate. So I have this idea of you being this super passionate about architecture. And because also you have this uh, one picture is a Lego, Lego guy. <laughs> and the other picture is like a pixelated guy. I'm like, yeah. mm, this is a lot of like cubes and stuff. He's really must be into architecture. Yeah. Uh, And also the way you described your career, you, you said it with this sort of nonchalance way that you didn't give importance to it. But as you said, you work at one, some of the most uh, talented offices out there from the Netherlands, from uh, Belgium. What is your design philosophy and what is your, what is the, the thing that makes you happy, like in really fired up about architecture? Because You mentioned a lot that this is your also your hobby, your thing that you do beside your work. I mean, it's your work and then after work you like to do it. And also your your wife is an architect, which is a very natural yeah. thing in, in the field. And you probably share a lot of like this profession. So what is for yeah. you personally this power that uh, despite all the difficulties, all the hard work and the not super much money that you get, that you pu- pushes you and what you want to achieve with your projects. Yeah, I uh, I think I really enjoy this. It's like a, like thinking on a problem and it doesn't matter what kind of, like you can have so much fun with this thing. It's, uh, it's just amazing that uh, uh, there's like a profession that like gives you so much pleasure when you, when you exercise it. And it's a, uh, Uh, for, for me, it's like interesting, and it's it it can be really fun and entertaining, and it, it can be serious, and it can you can actually influence uh, people's lives. I, I don't believe in the idea that you can actually uh, change the world through architecture, but you can definitely influence people. I think of architecture more as like a strategy or as, as an approach to kind of 
improving your environment. And I, I, I really enjoy this. I, uh, yeah, I do. It's a, it's a funny. But you know, how do you I explore don't... it? How do you explore your ideas? What do you want to achieve with your design to, to change people's yeah, life? It's... For example, I, I'm going to make an example, maybe because sometimes it's also difficult to put this in your own words. Uh, um, I had this guy on the podcast, Scott Henderson. He's a industrial designer from New York, from Brooklyn. And uh, he told me his design philosophy is that he always wants to surprise people. He, you know, there's this design philosophy, you want to fix the problems of people. He says, no, I don't want to be negative. I want people to, um, when they use an object, to get surprised by how well it works or how well it's shaped and, and they discover something they didn't expect it. Um, is, is there something for you that when you approach a project, try to achieve? Yeah, that's, I think it's quite nice, <laughs> but it's, it, it's not, uh, uh, I, I think it should be like, like intelligent. It should be smart. It should be, yeah, it, it should be something that's, uh, that you really, it's not, sometimes it can be like you put a lot of effort in it, but sometimes it's effortless. So it's not really about putting effort in it. It's just about how it works and how people exactly how they discover it and how they live with it. And it's, it should always have this kind of added quality to it. I think something that uh, it's not in the brief, but it's based on the brief that nobody actually saw. And it's like a possibility that exists, but the people haven't really kind of, uh, approach the project uh, problem in this uh, way and we we try to do it in every uh, project this uh, thing so uh for instance with this uh power plant that we did like this balloon nobody's thought about this like uh, the we did another competition in, in in varna it's another city in bulgaria with where they really want to preserve the site but they also want to make a basement so we said okay let's not make a basement let's move the parking that you want on the second level let's make it like so it should always have like a, a critical approach to the brief. It should be always based on the brief of the client or the, the competition, but you should always think in a way that uh, how can you improve it and how can you, yeah. And you don't really win competition with this. So it's <laughs> <laughs> so, so, okay, take this advice, scratch yeah, it, because Boris uh, never wins the competition. <laughs> None. Not a lot of people see it in like a, but yeah, <laughs> most of the people when they write a brief, they really want, or at least in Bulgaria, they really want what they wrote. <laughs> so maybe you should start trying to do competitions yeah. outside of yeah. Bulgaria. Maybe yeah. that works better. Yeah. Um, yeah. No, but um, no, in general, like how do you deal with like the problem with competitions and with architecture in general? It's like you start with always this uh, white canvas like completely white like you have a brief yes they're like give you a plot and and they give you some ideas um do ideas come up to you because of your very big experience that you now have with a lot of things behind you like with a lot of the projects that you've done or do you i don't know brainstorm with your wife and with the other guys of the uh, collective or um, how do you how do you deal with the white canvas yeah uh wow <laughs> that's uh and so every time is is different so if you start with the computer we always start with like uh exactly like uh with a plot with the with a brief it's always based on it we came to the conclusion that just 
putting an object somewhere, which is like something that you really like, but it's like undefinable. It's completely absurd. And it's a loss of time. And it's also, and at the end, the result that you achieve with it is not something that you can actually be proud of, I think. So for us, always it makes sense that it has to be driven by the demand or, yeah. And again, you should try to improve it. I think that's the, that's, I think that's for me, this is like having fun uh, with it. Like but, just, uh, but like, let's say, for example, the Bulgarian pavilion, you have yeah. 10 days, you, you read yeah. the brief, you have 10 days yeah. and the brief says something. And then you have 10 days to figure out and you have to figure it out quite quickly what is going to be the direction you're going to go. And yeah. once you figure out the direction, you have to really hurry up doing the best possible drawings and the best possible 3D model or whatever it is to yeah. win the competition. So how, how do you, do you uh, take it really in a playful way that you take this brief and they tell you like... Uh, we want, I don't know, an exposition that uh, represents yeah. Bulgaria uh, on the Biennale with some plan for whatever, improving the country. I don't know. Yeah. And yeah. you guys yeah. sit in one day or one day, it's two hours, let's say, because you have kids, you have the rest of your yeah. life. And you, you guys like chit chat a little bit like, yeah, I don't know. We're kind of shrinking population. Oh, by the way, there is this photographer. Okay. Let's do like some sort of a curtain with these big pictures. Like, and this is crazy. Like, I mean, it's, do you take it easily? Do you like participate in a competition? Uh, no, but there, it's always like a, it's always like questions like you don't like something about the space and then you don't like something about like how it's organized and you were thinking about like the the, pe- the way that people enter the space and it's like a, you create like this narrative in your head that people go in a certain direction and then you would like to show it the the pictures in a certain way that uh, you start like a, you have to introduce the project it's like you also also have like this a million limitations, especially in the Bulgarian pavilion, you have like this million limitations. It's like you have like a tiny budget. It's like a, a space that uh, probably nobody will visit because it's like outside of the thing. And then, or people that are going to visit, they're going to spend like a super limited amount of time there. Uh, it's, uh, it's, it's a country that doesn't have a, a, a regular presence. So you have to come up with a really kind of a strong uh, topic and uh, like something that's kind of interesting not only for architects, but also for like a, a general public and it has to be accessible, but also kind of, you really have to go beyond uh, this. And, uh, and then you, 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 again, you focus on the, on the space and then you see that it's like, it's not great. It's like, it's being kind of reinforced by this metal structure. And then the only kind of cheap way to uh, like organize the space becomes this curtain that uh, has to kind of almost cover everything, but then, you're almost running out of budget. So you, you have to think of a way to use it to present the work of the photographer in, 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 a, in, a, in a nice way. So it's, a, it's like all these kind of bits and pieces. And you, then you try to define zones and what happens in these areas. And it's a really kind of a methodic, uh, it's not something that you, yeah, we, we went through quite a lot of iterations of like the space and how many... Quite a lot uh, of iterations in like two hours. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, no, no, no. Well, it's 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 still ongoing. So after, yeah, everybody was aware that when we won the competition, it was not finished. It was lacking content. It was like lacking depth, and 
we got this as a criticism, but also the the topic had like a lot of potential just because we went through this. Like, I think we won because uh, exactly we, we were not too specific about it. Uh, it, it we we picked a nice uh, thing, at least for us, uh, something that like is. Uh, can be developed, I think. And uh, I think also, uh, in general, the Biennale for me is a bit of a, is a strange uh, space to exhibit work because it exists for six months, but then most of the exhibitions are kind of static during these uh, six months. And then we, our intention at least was to kind of, first of all, use the time that we kind of had between winning the competition and to develop the, the, the project and to kind of enrich it as well, but also during the the, pavilion, the, the Biennale to kind of have events and develop the topic further. And also our intention is after it's finished to kind of bring it back, like have these new layers added and uh, have an exhibition here as well. So let's see how it works, but uh, this is at least the goal. Yeah. And uh, it's always like... Uh, there is always this thing that uh, and you're always uh, afraid that you're not ambitious enough uh, with your projects. I think this is also, uh, I think, yeah. Yeah, I guess uh, that's <laughs> always that the... you you didn't you didn't try to do as much as you could, you know. So it's uh, it's always like uh, I think it's a, it's a really kind of a ego, I think. Uh, thing. How was how was the <laughs> I mean, I guess it's not, as you said, it's not the biggest project with the biggest assignment uh, in the world. Yeah. How was this, uh, how was your win uh, accepted or digested by the Bulgarian architectural scene and community? Because I guess, I mean, in the end yeah. of the day, the most, uh, the most, uh, the people that most are involved into seeing this stuff are architects, you know, it's like for the, people that are involved in the industry how was yeah. uh, how was the i don't know were you warmly congratulated no. or was it a little <laughs> bit of a jealousy no. or can you say no, something I, yeah so um, yeah i don't know it's uh, it was like first of all i think because everybody struggled to submit this competition and in the end they submit like 34 uh, projects for it we were expecting a lot less to be honest that's also, why we did it, I thought it was like, it's going to be like this Christmas. It's going to be like five project stops. It's nobody cares about this. But then in the end, there were like thirty-four. I was like, I was when I knew there were like there were thirty-four. I was like a bit worried, and then I was completely not expecting to to win it. Uh, and uh, yeah, and then I think people also got frustrated and they didn't fully understand what we did, uh, and they were like bad critics like really like um like not grounded or just like random stuff like this is not like people that really didn't have like any yeah they uh, they i think it's just lack of understanding of what the biennale actually could be and uh like completely opposite to our opinion and then there are also like people which actually gave us good criticism that i i think helped us to improve uh, what we did in the in the past months we also got a lot of bad press we got like 
a bit of good press in like certain publications, but people are generally kind of cautious. Like, but in Bulgarian no... publications yeah. or international ones? Yeah, or... in Bulgarian, like no, internationally, I think it's also not really interesting uh, for people internationally <laughs> like uh, to discover it. But uh, in Bulgaria, it's, it's mostly like, uh, yeah, there was quite a lot of articles, at least yeah, for me, uh, that uh, that uh, really criticized the project that it was uh, it was not well done. It was uh, as a as a person that uh, grew up for, uh, abroad and yeah. didn't study architecture in Bulgaria, I have no idea of any single architecture issue in Bulgaria. It's, but uh, feel free to hook me up on yeah. some, so I'm gonna yeah, be following yeah, definitely. them. Yeah, sure, sure. <laughs> <laughs> no, but it's it's. Uh, I think also it's it's really like political as well because the current. Like situation in the country, it's like a, it's like a temporary government. Uh, there are a lot of people trying to, yeah. I don't know. I'm also a bit of an outsider to this whole context, which yeah, that's yeah. that's why I got super excited to see that you won yeah. <laughs> because I was like, I mean, <laughs> let's be honest. Like the perception yeah. I get, like as a Bulgarian, yeah. is that everything it, in the country it's corrupt and rotten. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and I mean, that's what there is a reason why we are abroad. Let's be honest. Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah. And then I see, okay, this guy won the competition. I don't, I don't believe he's like uh, no. connected, uh, very well connected. If he's in Rotterdam, yeah. uh, so yeah. um, that was a super good news for me. And that's why yeah. I was curious to, to understand. And who was evaluating like the final price? Like because uh, in the end of the day, he won. Uh, yeah. Was also like part of the curation of the general biennale that had to evaluate it or no 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 it's a it's a it's a bulgarian jury uh this is like we we did have to present it and like we had to send it and it's going to be included in the in the catalog of the biennale but uh, uh they they just give you the 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 space to um, to present not, not even this it's just uh, you use their platform in a way yeah and are but, you going uh, to be in the opening days there in the Biennale? Yeah, yeah, definitely. Oh, yeah. And then you have to connect yeah. with all the like big yeah, names architecture. Is, and, I've never, uh, I've never, like I, I've been to, let's say, three, four Biennales, but I've never been in an opening. We normally go at the end, but uh, this is going to be quite uh, interesting. For well, me. I, I talked to Kai-Uwe Bergman for, from, yeah. uh, from Big <laughs> and he told me go to the openings day because this is how mm. he met uh, Bjorke and he okay. went to work for him. <laughs> And he told mm. me, go, and I thought, this is true. Like, I don't give a shit about the projects, to be honest. Like, I mean, I, I hate, yeah. I hate, yeah. like, I mean, there are cool projects, for example, Effect Architects yeah. a couple of years ago, I think last, nah, a couple of years because it's Biennale. They yeah. did this, uh, this exposition with the trees that they had um, yeah. all their models within yeah. this tree that were real trees planted and they were growing during the Biennale and after the Biennale, they were replanted somewhere around Denmark. Uh, so yes. that was quite cool. Um, but I mean, I I don't enjoy uh, this snobby, douchey way of doing architecture <laughs> uh, where you mm. wear, wear this black high collar and you just... Uh, uh, mm drink uh, brandy and wine and be pretentious i like to yeah. that's why i try to bring this fresh air into uh, yeah. into so, so this is the communication yeah. and uh, and when he told me you go in the first days so you don't take 
I mean, you can avoid totally the projects. You can just talk to the people. And then you, mm. I mean, it's a little uh, pricey. I hope, I hope at least Bulgaria is covering your expenses for that. <laughs> I really hope. I'm not going to, uh, you I'm not going to comment on this. Uh, and I'm going to comment on this. Yeah. I, I thought so. Yeah. Well, then, uh, people, yeah. I suggest you, if you're Bulgarian, do not participate to the competition for the Biennale Pavilion. No, I think, <laughs> no, I think yeah, yeah, I think the next one will be much better organized because they really were, uh, they were already doubting if sh they should do it or they shouldn't. And they really decided like last minute. And uh, to be honest, I really like it. I, I think it's like, a, it's, an, it's just an attempt that is nice. And uh, yeah. We Did you, our, were the yes. competition submitted anonymously? Uh, no, this was uh, this was uh, uh, not. Uh, it was like it was open because you also had to present the team. So oh, this but you had, had to uh, put like the names on who is doing the project. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And uh, what's our specialty? What's our uh, kind of uh, background and so on and so on. Yeah. Mm, so yeah. okay, that's kind of that's kind of weird to me because usually open competition is yeah, still anonymous. But, uh, so that yeah. uh, you don't get biases and that's kind of... Yeah, but I, th I think in this case, uh, I, I think some of the, like, I'm not sure about most of the countries, but I know for sure about like two, three countries that do it exactly like this. So it's uh, because they really need to check who's going to present it and like what's your background and what's your... And yeah, to, to be honest, like, uh, yeah... Okay. And did it, um, yeah. I mean, I, I have to check into this because sometimes you have to apply for a competition. So they have to approve you beforehand. Um, yeah. They didn't have time for this. Yeah. It that's why like I, yeah. I think. Yeah. No, but I mean, in the end, if you're, if you're happy with the result, I wish you all the best for the completion, uh, for, yeah. for the completion of the, of the project. <laughs> and let's hope yeah. we, I, I'm pretty sure I'm so happy that you are the one in charge of representing Bulgaria <laughs> to the Biennale with no matter how small and tiny the space is, <laughs> I think it's, it's going to be no, great. Okay. Uh, yeah. we like to finish the podcast always with the question to all of our guests, uh, which is this, um, attempt to create like like a little pot of inspiration and uh, yeah. what do you do besides work in the competition if you have I don't know <laughs> favorite books yeah. movies if you just spend time with your family yeah. how do you recharge your creative batteries uh, to be to be very yeah. creative and happy about your work yeah spending time with, with my family is definitely nice uh, um, I really enjoy it uh, movies is also something that I really like uh, I don't know it's uh i used to have more time to do it before and now not so much uh and uh yeah favorite movie i don't know i was thinking about it today and uh, i don't know maybe uh, tarantino or uh i don't know yeah i was thinking i really thinking about it today like maybe pop fiction or i don't know yeah it's a tarantino movies is your thing um uh, not i really watch a lot of stuff and uh and this kind of but is there for example a movie that up? stay with you for a for a little while that you watch this movie and then you were like hmm this movie made me think about stuff yeah so there are movies that i watch once and then they stay for me it's like for instance, like underground is one of these movies uh, uh it's really like i don't know yeah like an Eastern European thing. Uh, uh, then besides it, 
I really enjoyed, I don't know, Brazil, I quite liked, but I couldn't watch it more than once. So it's really kind of... Uh, what, um, from, who, from who is this movie and what is it about? Uh, Brazil... It's a it's a it's a dystopian movie. It's you should check it out. It's uh, from the eighties. It's uh, it's it's nice. <laughs> okay, so people just Google Brazil the movie yeah. and you're gonna find it yeah, out. Yeah. I'm pretty sure. Or yeah. that and oh, underground yeah. for sure as well. And underground. Um, and if you yeah. don't find it, uh, Google Boris. Find him on Facebook. You'll see a Lego guy and you can talk to him and ask him more about his work and about the, the movies. So thank you very much for participating on the Creative Insider. And uh, yeah. again, all the best for the future and the future competitions. And I hope to have you back on on the Creative Insider to talk about another great project you guys won. I hope so. Yes. Thanks. 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 Luke. Have a nice evening. Yes. You too.